know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim? Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out and BS, I love you. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're covering the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Durkoff. Today we are covering Minute 43 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest buckle minute ever. And we're joined from Puck Soup by Greg Wyshynski. Hi everybody. I, I, it's an honor to be on the show. It's an honor to be talking about a movie with hockey in it. There's two categories. There's hockey movies and then movies with hockey in it. And, and this is in the latter category. And this is a specific kind of hockey. This is mid nineties street hockey. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, very much, very much mid '90s street hockey. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no spoilers, yeah. roof hockey. Yes, I, I mean, I, I grew up in New Jersey at this time, and street hockey was uh, it was everywhere. The way to put it, any other way. Yeah, it, it's it's a very uh, uh, time specific reference, um, al- along with as we'll talk about as these minutes go on, what they're wearing, uh, their skates. Uh, everything else that goes along with it. I mean, it's funny, like, as a, as a hockey writer, you know, there's a certain cachet to the people who grew up playing the sport. And, and I always tell these uh, Canadian bastards, I'm like, uh, I didn't, I didn't have friends that played ice hockey. Like, when I would play hockey growing up, it was usually either deck hockey running around <clears throat> and playing after school, or it would be, uh, a really bad roller hockey in the middle of the street. Um, but growing up in, in Matawan in, in, in central Jersey, I never really had a chance to play much of a, any, much ice uh, hockey. Around here, this is uh, in really South Jersey. Uh, the only people that ice hockey were the rich kids because they were the only ones that you had to afford ice time. There was <laughs> right. only one rink. Well, it's funny. I, I grew up, I grew, yeah, the town next to me, Old Bridge, had a rink and like it was a pretty popular rink and there was definitely like an ice hockey culture going on, you know, around where I grew up. But, but I just, you know, it's, it's the classic conundrum. Like, how do you get more kids to play hockey? How do you get more participation in hockey? It's always one of the one of the easiest uh, solutions <clears throat> is just you know have friends that play it or or get peer pressure into playing it or whatever. And that was never uh, the case for me. I mean, the case for me was uh, tackle football and uh, street hockey and uh, sneaking peppermint <laughs> schnapps and playing NES. Yeah, I think was the other sport that I played. I grew up in Philadelphia. There was a ice hockey rink not too far from my house, but my mother wouldn't let me play because she said it was too expensive. If your parents' choice is like they're looking <laughs> at it like, well, I can spend $600 and put them in ice hockey, or I can buy them a pair of cleats and put them in soccer, I mean, that's not much of a choice. <laughs> yes, right. I think my parents looked at me and knew what my bloodline was and <laughs> just assumed I, I would suck at it athletically. So, you know, they're like, you've got, you've got fat genes and uncoordinated genes, and those two things don't seem to really... yeah parlay into a successful ice hockey career so it was never even yeah, so upon. if you're gonna suck you can do it in the front you can do it out in the street <laughs> for just the cost of yeah the or just right, or so. just play blades of steel <laughs> or just play ice hockey on nes and 
<laughs> and suck suck that was, way. Uh, what was Blades of Steel? Shit the pass. Shit the pass. <laughs> yep, that was the one. Yeah, Blades of, Blades of Steel was the most the most realistic game at the time because the players didn't look like cartoon characters and ha- there was like real fighting. Uh, and then I, yeah, ice hockey was better, much better. Yeah, without question. That was the one with the, the skinny guy, the fat guy. Is yeah, that the, the one? And the yeah, skinny, skinny, yeah. Medi- <laughs> skinny, medium. Yeah, skinny fat was the uh, preferred uh, uh, legion for me when I would play. And what was cool about it was that as a Wyszynski, ice hockey, Nintendo ice hockey gave you, a, I'm not Polish, but I'm, I'm Ukrainian, but that's sort of like Polish adjacent. <laughs> So it did give me the chance to be both Russia and Poland in the game, which I thought was kind of cool. All right, so I will attempt to get us back to this minute. This minute starts with Dante buckling up his – oh, no, Dante talking about buckling. I'm getting ahead to when he's playing with his laces and ends with him tying up his laces. A lot of foot action in this minute apparently. So the buckling we're referring to is him actually buckling as a man, which he's been doing for the first 45 minutes of this Absolutely. movie. <laughs> uh, this time, though, his buddy baits him into it at least. Because he's whining like a baby, which is again is a real callback to what he's been doing. Pretty he much, he tries to stand up for a second there. Now. He says, "Would you shut up with that shit? It ain't helping." But then he doesn't stay too long, you know. When he starts standing up for himself, yeah, that's because his buddy is baiting him into. Well, yeah, right afterwards he says doing. sorry again. So I, I, I found this scene a couple of things in this scene interesting. The the first being obviously just from a hockey perspective, how just absolutely janky and ordinary rollerblades looks back in the early 1990s like it, it looked like galoshes with like roller skate wheels underneath them and uh and, and like there was no really to really make make these look like skates um maybe maybe that was happening in california you know where all the beautiful people were at muscle beach skating down the boardwalk and hadn't hit jersey yet yeah i think my first player rollerblades that i had that i played hockey in were just they were just store-bought from Kmart rollerblades. There was no, hey, they kind of look like hockey. No, they probably had purple laces. You know, they were just meant to, like, rollerblade around and have a good time. And I'm like, well, this is all I have. <laughs> they don't sell yeah, hockey and skates. Like, <laughs> right. And, and, like, when you're when you're at that point of just entering a, a sports thing, it was usually Kmart or Bradley's or... Yeah, I say that sitting here in my garage, my uh, my street hockey stuff that I have not used in ten years is sitting right across from me in an old hamper. I guess, I guess, just in case I ever need it. <laughs> if that if that moment arrives. Full disclosure: I can skate, but I've never had a pair of rollerblades on in my life. So you can ice skate, but not rollerblades. <laughs> no, I can skate with four wheels. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> Fast. But I never had a pair of rollerblades on in my life. Wow, you are you are old. <laughs> uh, not quite as uh, – I did notice that uh, Dante once again used the employee phone and had to put another quarter in it. He's now down like 75 cents for the day from having to use the stupid employee phone because this was in the days where not everybody had a cell phone. So if you had a hockey game set up for the day, you had to now try to track people down at their house. I like how he's got to explain himself. Every time, like, I know I'm not supposed to be scheduled today. Yeah. You know, Everybody's got to start with it and be like, why are you at work? <laughs> no, I'll get into the scheduling of this hockey game that gets built up to end up not being quite what I'm led to believe. No, it's supposed not to at be. All. The way they're building it up, I'm expecting a large tournament of some sort to be going on outside. So it's mentioned that uh, Randall can't play in the hockey game today either, but he, because he's working at RST video, was he also called in on his day off or was he just a moron and forgot you to know tell what? the rest he of the guys? He probably was going to play. He was probably going to lock the store up and go that's play a, and that's come a fair back. Point. That's he probably would have locked the store and just left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I would I would agree with that assessment. I, I, although I think that there is something to be said for him being flighty as well. So I think it'd go either way. Yeah, he probably didn't tell them and either would have gone or not have gone. Either way, I'm sure he wouldn't have cared. So Dante makes one of the few uh, even decisions in this movie when he finally says, feeling limber, which gives us our big music cue to let us know that he has had an idea. We don't find out really till next minute what it really is, I don't think. But we go into our, I guess, I don't know how else to put it, a street hockey porn montage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching them taping up the sticks. Yeah, that that time honored ritual. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume this is this is a, a sort of a homage to every uh, '80s, early '90s action movie that had the gearing up scene when Rambo would strap on the bullets, or you know, all the, and, and and eventually that the end of those kinds of scenes was in Batman and Robin, where they did the uh, or maybe it was Batman Forever, where they they did the close-ups of the bat nipples and stuff. Oh yeah, and you got like, uh, the, as they were getting ready, and you got the bat, that, you got the bat butt. Yeah, that became the, the nadir of, of those types of scenes. But I have to imagine this was sort of a homage to that. Yeah. Um, well, the person actually taping up the sticks is uh, none other than Walt Flanagan, our old friend. Probably because he was one of the few guys that could actually play hockey and had any idea what he was doing. Although I'm not very impressed with his taping up the blade that he's doing. <laughs> kind of looks a little. Did- did I, did I, do I my remember my Kevin Smith uh, lore correctly that Walt Flanagan's the guy who got him into hockey? Or is he the guy that got him into Batman? He was I definitely forget. the guy that got him into Batman. And he may have been – he also – he's a huge – well, I guess he was then too. He's a huge Devils fan. He's by far the biggest fan because he, he's the one – all that Devils gear is all coming from him. Um, right, on his right. other podcast, Tell Him Steve Dave, he'll talk about it. He's he's one of the you – know, he's a typical hockey fan of you know something good happens while he's standing in the kitchen. Now he can't leave. Because, you know, if he leaves the kitchen, they're going to lose. I mean, there's no way they're going to win. If he, Now he's standing for 30 minutes in the kitchen. He also talks about how he um, gets depressed if they're not doing very yeah. well either. Comes to work depressed. I w- yeah. When I was growing up a Devils fan, I always believed that I had to drink pink lemonade during games when I was a kid. That was my <laughs> thing. I don't, I, it made no sense. It had no bearing. I, I don't think it had any statistic impact. But I, I damned if I didn't drink it every night while watching games in my That's basement right. with my dad. If I was waiting for my, I think I, just like pink lemonade. If, <laughs> if I was waiting for my team to win, I would have killed myself by now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we used to do this too when we were when we would play uh, street hockey, where you guys would tape it up and do this and that, and it's uh, one of those things where, especially in street hockey, I don't know that it really does that much, especially if you're playing with a ball. <laughs> right. You're just trying to I look cool that, at this point. So I thought the jersey choices, as we get to see what, what uh, Dante and Randall are, are wearing. Well, I guess we see what, what Dante's wearing. We don't get to see Randall's jersey yet. Well, we, at could, the end yeah, of we can kind of see the side of it. Yeah, because yeah. Dante Right, which I thought was really on. interesting. And, and so apparently on the DVD commentary, they talk about that O'Halloran talks about the fact that the, the Penguins jersey was just there so that he kind of grabbed it and put it on. But like... If you think about the timing of this movie, uh, when it came out, 1994, 90, when it was, you know, filmed or taken place, 93, it would kind of fit that somebody might be a Penguins fan around that time. That's a, that's a cup championship team. It's got Mario. It's got Yager. It's entirely possible that a guy growing up in, in around, like, the Highlands or whatever could be a Penguins fan jumping on that bandwagon oh, if he's playing street Definitely. Hockey. It's actually less likely that someone would have a Devil's jersey on at this point. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. You're right. And, but he, and, and the other thing about the the sort of the, uh, you know, looking around at these jerseys and, cat- and, and cat- categorizing what they are and such, the other thing that's kind of not ringing true is, you know, I don't know if there'd be a Flyers fan there. But there would sure as shit be a Rangers fan amongst these people playing his hockey game. 
at that point where this takes place, without question, there'd be at least a Rangers fan. Yeah, I think your most likely thing, I think you would have had Rangers, Devils, and Flyers fans would have been your most likely. And Penguins, just if somebody, again, if somebody was trying to jump on their uh, championships that they just had in a row. Oh, I got to ask this question. Chris, you're there, right, buddy? <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's hockey time for you. He said Mario was on the team. What was his last name? Ha! Oh, I got Damn. this one. Was you? <laughs> well, yeah! He's only, he's only the second <laughs> yeah, most famous hockey player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but but good, good, good on you for not saying Batali. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I thought it was like, I don't know, Super Mario? Luigi? <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a, that, was a, uh, that was a lamp for you. I'm pretty yeah. sure you could have got that one. I was trying to help you out. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see it more in the next minute, but we see uh, Randall's wearing the... He's got the CCCP jersey on, mm-hmm. which is an odd choice, but makes sense for Randall. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a similar jersey to that. I also <laughs> had a, a Russian hockey jersey because it was just the type <laughs> of stuff that you got. It was like, look, why do I have a Russian hockey jersey? Because I do. I, I but it's also, it. again, like you talk about the timing of this thing, like from 88 through the early 90s was the crazy influx of Russian players. It was Fatisov with the Devils. It was McGilney with the... Sabres defecting. It was Pavel Bure coming up uh, later on with the, the, the you know Vancouver. Uh, it, that was when it was actually like this the first time that we had all these big Russian stars come over to the NHL Ugh. and actually be present. Not, so it not could on be, our team. We didn't. Be, no, not on your team. You didn't exactly. No, not at all. Not, not if they wanted to walk. Uh, but like they they, they they again makes sense. Either hey, I, I like the Russians from the Olympics and I get this jersey, or I'm down with the influx of Russian players, and I get this jersey. So again, very, very time specific, very culturally again specific when it comes to hockey. All right, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so we don't get too much of the hockey again. We just see a little bit of the street hockey porn action at the beginning of them getting their, uh, you know, getting their gear together, their commando, their Rambo moment. Yeah, we. Uh, I know the one uh, actually trying to uh, juggle the puck, the puck, the ball a little bit is. I think it's Ed yeah. Halfsack. It's not that one's not Walt Flanagan. Not that he does much with it. <laughs> it's not like he's a, showing much of a skill set. It's pretty much the same level of skills well, that they're, I have. They're, like, it's oh, it's not exactly a skills competition when they finally get around to playing this game on the roof. Oh, yeah, it, def- as we'll, as we'll it see. definitely has that, uh, that <laughs> smell of, uh, well, we'll get to it next minute, of, of their level of skill. I will <laughs> right. also say that I don't think I've ever had one of my friends lace up my... Uh, my skates for me. It's like, um, no, I'll well, do that I mean, myself. You know, Thanks. you have to give in to your erotic urges sometimes. Oh, I'm sure yeah. there's some slash fiction for this movie that I'm not going to go try to find or anything. I would say there is, without question, some slash fiction. It, it's not even... Movie. If not this one, then Clerks yeah. too. And if there isn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin would write some. <laughs> I don't think he'd be opposed to that. Not at all. All right, uh, Chris, do you have anything left? I, I like where it ends. i got to tell you, my friend. I know. we got a cliffhanger for Wednesday. Of like, <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> no, Greg, do you have anything left? No, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I will say that uh, it, it was a, a good minute to watch. If only because it begins with those giant displays of cigarettes <laughs> behind them as they're doing the phone call. And it's always fun to see the hand-drawn signs at the quick stop. Oh, that's how you know you're in a quality convenience store is when there's hand-drawn signs. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, it's not in this one, but if you want to go one level above that is when they have hand-drawn signs and they have shit misspelled of what's <laughs> right. up there. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think there's an R in convenience. Uh, sure there is. <laughs> all right. Whatever. All right. So right. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find your uh, – all your multiple blogs well, uh, and sites I'll, and everything I'll you got. I'll pimp the podcast since we're on the podcast. My podcast is Puck Soup. It's me and Dave Lozo. We uh, we do hockey and pop culture. 
Uh, we try to get uh, one one of the edicts that we have is to try to get as many uh, non hockey people to come on and talk about hockey as we can. Mean, meaning like actors and comedians and chefs and all sorts of people who uh, have the love of hockey in their hearts but aren't necessarily associated with the sport. Uh, in our in our first season, we only had one actual player on the podcast, and that was. Uh, Connor McDavid, who happens to be like the second best player in the world right now, so how do you say no to that? But other than that, it's like people like Anthony Weiner, for example. Yeah, yeah. You're podcast. not going to have him back on for about 21 yeah. months. Uh, we might, we might, we might, we might have him on, but just for a very yeah. brief state-mandated yeah. time. This call is coming to a New Jersey correctional <laughs> facility. Right. Every every ep- every episode we do with him will sound like the beginning of Serial. It'll be great. All right. Uh, as for us, if you want to find us, we're over on uh, DuelingGenre.com. Obviously, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Uh, check out all the other Movies by Minute podcasts over there. There's a solid half dozen there for you to listen to. Plus, they have some original uh, programming like Immunities. Uh, they also have a Doctor Who podcast. Um, if you want to interact with us, you can go over to Facebook and Twitter, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Or join the Jay and Silent Bob Minute Quicker Stop, where we have discussions about whatever weird things get brought up. I'm guessing this week there may be some hockey talk in there. I mean, so... You won't. You will not be hearing from Chris. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> I was gonna say you probably won't. Hear from <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see everybody Wednesday because we're not even supposed to be here today. I'm